0: We've had um, the pleasure of hearing from two of our young, amazing priests. We're now going to get to hear from a third one. Would you welcome Father Stash Daly? I think a lot of us know that Father Stosh is pastor at Holy Family Church on the West Side, uh, but he's also spiritual director for the Sacred Heart Network this beautiful ministry that, that shares the love of Christ uh, in the Sacred Heart devotion. And we thought that as a, a gift for all of you that we would invite Father Stash to just spend a little time with us, just kind of a 15, 20-minute conversation, and just talk more about Christ's heart. And Sister Miriam has, um, has us ready to talk about that, doesn't she?
1: That she does. <laughs> and I do want to say, though, Matt sold this to me by saying, a few minutes in front of a few guys. <laughs> this is not a few guys. Okay. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll see you in confession over the lunch so, hour. Yeah. I got your penance
0: waiting <laughs> for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Chris, do we have this image of, of St. John in the boat? Did we get that image yet? If we do, there we go. Uh, when, when Father Stash and I met a few weeks ago to sort of how might we begin this conversation, I thought it was so interesting that he wanted to, to kind of all of us begin with thinking about um, St. John, the beloved disciple, um, in the boat, the storm is all around and Jesus is out on the water and and St. John is the one that says it is the Lord. And Father Stash, maybe you could pick up with us there that, that when we think about Christ's heart, we first have to recognize his presence in our lives. Yes. Help, us, help us begin this conversation with, with that presence of knowing Christ and recognizing him the way St. John did in that moment.
1: Yeah. Um, whenever the introduction of the Sacred Heart begins, either in a conversation or in a moment of desperation a moment of pain, a moment of sorrow, a moment of hope and openness to healing, a desire for life. As our conversation began, a lot of times people go back to like St. Margaret Mary. Or they'll go back to the image of the sacred heart that you see. And in my experience, many times, especially men, that they just turn off. St. Margaret Mary, 1670s. And then mentally, guys are like, nope, not doing that. Not doing the nun thing. Not doing this. Or the image of the sacred heart. And we just kind of buy into that very seductive temptation to look away from him. We're like, I don't really do the whole windswept Jesus look here. But when you go back into the Gospels and you live the life of Jesus... And you meet the apostles, not as figures to be kind of marveled at or studied, but as your brothers, as your friends, fellow disciples, and you learn from them. As we spoke and are now sharing, there's that one individual, John. He recognizes the voice of Jesus when everyone else is in chaos. There's a lot of incredible, powerful things that happen in a boat, a storm on the sea, or like in the 21st chapter. Of John's gospel. I mean, these guys, Peter, James, John, the other apostles who are there, how often do they say, This is just too much, let's go fishing? And they're not aiming to necessarily catch anything, they just need to get away. They need to go to that place where they can think, or even better put, maybe not think, just be. And in those situations, young John, who's a teenager, It's always him. He recognizes the voice of Jesus. But he recognizes the voice of Jesus because he knows the heart of Jesus. I mean, think of the Last Supper. It's John, who when he starts to put everything together, and he realizes these are the last moments we have with the Lord. John embraces the Lord. He places his head on the chest of Jesus. He listens to the heart of Jesus. He knows the heart of Jesus. And that knowledge of the heart of Jesus is what allows him to listen and know when the voice of Jesus speaks. And it's interesting, it's funny, it's just human nature. John is the one who's like, it is the Lord, I know his voice. And then everyone else runs to Jesus. Peter jumps out of the boat, walking on water, sinking into the water. At the end of the Gospels, they head to the shore, they find that the Lord has breakfast prepared for them. But it took one man who was not afraid of the heart of Jesus and because he wasn't afraid but he loved the heart of Jesus he knew the voice of Jesus John's the one who oftentimes would direct those guys who were dealing with sin betrayal they denied the lord they couldn't wrap their minds around how the lord was with them he was promising glory he was building the kingdom and now he's dead on the cross he's gone He's back, gives him a mission, he's gone. That's a lot for those guys. It's a lot for us to deal with. But John is the one who recognizes the voice because he knows the heart. He knows the heart of Jesus. And each one of us are supposed to be John because we're already Peter. We've denied the Lord, we've betrayed the Lord, we've fallen away from him, we've turned away from him, turned our back on him, denied him, We're like the other apostles. We hide in the crowd from him. We don't want to be associated with him. We're afraid to pray in public. We'll use his name in vain, but not in prayer. But then there's John. We are each supposed to be John. We're supposed to be able to recognize his voice in good times and in bad, when we're at work or when we're fishing. But in order to know his voice, we have to first know his heart.
0: This is good. This is good. So, help us. What what is Jesus telling us as men? What is he, as he comes to us in the Sacred Heart devotion, what is he saying? What, what, What should we receive from the Sacred Heart devotion? How do we begin to understand that in our own lives and and then we'll talk in a few minutes about how we can respond with enthroning him as as king of our hearts, our marriages our homes but what is his message to us before we respond back to him?
1: Get over yourself that's exactly what Jesus is saying get over yourself and get into me he knows we're not going to do this on our own he knows we can't do this on our own Mm. To so his words of mercy, his words of love, his words of compassion are simple. Get over yourself. Follow me. Live with me. I mean, there's a reason why he literally pulls his heart out so that we see his heart, we see his love. We experience his mercy. You can't experience, see, or live in his heart if you're stuck on yourself. But that's the lie of the world. It's all about me. I'm number one. But the Lord is just saying, speaking, whispering, singing, shouting, screaming, get over yourself. If you're the peak, you'll never actually arrive at the summit. So he invites us to kind of like truly live by understanding we are created so that we can be loved, and he invites us to kind of enter into that. But you got to get over yourself; you just have to. Simple. <laughs> you know? It's hard, but he invites us to get over ourselves and live in
0: his love. Wow. I'm thinking about Sister Miriam's talk and about you know our hearts are wounded, and I think. She reminded us that as men, we, we, ha- we are wounded. We've been wounded by others. We've been wounded by Satan's lies. We've been wounded by our own failures uh, to step up and to to follow him. We've followed the world. We've followed ourselves. We've followed our dreams, our goals, and we've not allowed him. He's, he, he lets us have our way, and we, we suffer, but you're reminding us that as we get over ourselves (laughs) and as we open our hearts to him to be truly our Lord and Savior, we just experience mercy, joy, um, the life that he called us from the beginning to live, the life that in baptism, um, in the sacraments, we are given that life, that divine life. It's such a beautiful calling. Help Help us with the devotion itself. We've got men here, and guys, in your gift bag, you have um, some materials on the sacred heart, and we want later today, Father Wilson will be talking a little bit more about the heart of our Lord and blessing those images. We'll have them together standing. We'll have those blessed, um, but really help us with the actual devotion, and how, how can that help us? What, is, what does it mean to enthrone Christ as king of our hearts, our our marriages, our families, our homes. What does that mean? It It means means to get over ourselves. Yeah,
1: totally. Get over yourself. (laughs) It means living the kingdom of God, not looking ahead then and there in heaven, but realizing he wants you to live the kingdom here and now in your home. You know, the enthronement of the sacred heart is not supposed to come on your deathbed when you're like, okay, now I'm ready for the kingdom. No, the kingdom is supposed to be lived right now. Right now in your home, in your place of work, in your car, with your spouse, with your children, with your parents, with your co-workers, at your parish, with your priest, the men in your group, that's the kingdom of God right there. But the way you enter into the kingdom of God right now is by admitting who is the king of that kingdom. And it's not us. So the devotion to the sacred heart, the enthronement, is basically saying, I want to live the kingdom now. I admit, I acknowledge, I enter into the kingdom of God right now. And I'm going to take this image of my king, of the king, and I'm going to place him at the center of my home, because this is his kingdom. It might be my castle, but it's his kingdom. This might be my family, but it's his church. This is his kingdom. And the enthronement is a way of not only bringing an image of Jesus, bringing the reality of Jesus in his heart into our homes, it's an experience. It's not one and done, you know. It's an experience of proclaiming the kingdom of God is here and now, and I'm going to start living the kingdom. And so, there are words that are prayed gestures that are made in the experience of the enthronement where we are entering into the kingdom you know i love that little phrase that the holy spirit just kind of shoved out of my mouth it might be my castle but it's his kingdom i love that and i want to live the kingdom now yeah.
0: there are men you'll learn uh, from the materials in your gift bag it will give us, give you some instruction on how to go about yeah. this this acknowledging of who the true king is and his kingdom, and how we enthrone him in our hearts, our homes. There's 12 promises that our Lord gave to St. Margaret Mary. And the, when we were preparing for this a couple of weeks ago, I said, maybe we could take a promise. And um, they're on the screen, but uh, it was so interesting. Father Daly wanted to choose the fifth one, that I will bless abundantly all of your undertakings. And, and He's wise. He knows that will get our attention. That's a, that's a good promise of all of these promises. They're all beautiful. But just take that one, Father, as we kind of conclude here. And, you know, what does that mean? It, it, that draws, I think, a part of our hearts, hopefully in a good way. But what, is, what does that mean? I will bless abundantly all your undertakings. I mean, the words are obvious, but yeah. help us go a little deeper into that.
1: Well, it means if you're fishing and you don't catch anything, you get to blame Jesus. Because <laughs> that's what he promised. It means you live the kingdom now, and no matter what you are doing, no matter where you may be, no matter what you are thinking, if you're living the kingdom, he is blessing that moment in time right there. Now, that, of course, requires of us, through the devotion, through that love, through that living the kingdom, through giving ourselves to the heart of Jesus, that requires of us a detachment from success, as we think success is. I was just in a conversation a couple days ago and someone was like, so Father, do you want to be bishop? And I was like, hell no. <laughs> but isn't that the natural, the natural step of success for you? And I was like, no. I will be successful if I make it to heaven. And the way I make it to heaven is by living heaven right now and being open to the Lord so that he blesses everything I am doing, so that he blesses everything that I am saying. And I trust if I don't bear fruit right now, that is a part of his blessing the bigger picture because I'm living his kingdom with his heart as mine. And he's blessing my undertakings in a way that I may not fully appreciate nor understand right now. But once again, that idea of success, climbing the mountain, reaching the summit, it's running towards heaven. And everything I'm doing, everything I am, everything I'm saying, everything I'm trying to prepare for, He's blessing because I'm living his kingdom with his heart as my own. It radically transforms the way we live and it really makes us stick out like a sore thumb in today's world. And that is good. That's really good. So think of that. Get over yourself and stick out like a sore thumb. You'll you- never get invited to another speaking engagement like this. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Oh, Father Daly, these, this is so—you know—just such powerful words, and this devotion is so beautiful. I think, guys, we should—we should come away from this conference, you know, truly wanting Him to be King of our lives, and truly wanting, like the first disciples, to—to to live for Him and to die for Him, to die to ourself, to die to our career aspirations, to see that when we make him king, and when we place this image in our homes, every kingdom has an image of the king on everything, right? We know that. But here's our king, and this image we are inviting, all of us, to more deeply consider what it means to truly make Christ king, king of our lives, our hearts, our marriages, our families. And when we serve a king, we die to ourselves. I, I love that. We die to ourselves. We live for the king. That's what kingdoms are. That's what they do. So we'll talk later about the enthronement. Father Wilson will also give us some words on that. He'll bless these images so that as we take these images home, you can pray and, and study the, the information that's in there. And when you're ready... Hopefully soon, take your family through the enthronement of Christ as King. Viva Cristo Rey! Long live Christ the King in our hearts, in our homes. Let's give a round of applause to Father Stas. Thank you. Just stay for me.